It's Shani on Shani Speaks Now. Hey there, Faith Fam. It's your girl Shani here, and welcome to this edition of My Fill in the Blank Story, a live interview series where I aim to amplify the voices of women as they share their reproductive health stories. This month, I had the honor of speaking to amazing breast cancer survivor, Suhail Pantojas, as she shared what it was like getting a breast cancer diagnosis on her first mammogram. She lets us know what it was like going through her chemotherapy and a double mastectomy, and where she is now in her breast cancer survival journey. So be sure to stick around all the way through because her story is a testimony you don't want to miss. But welcome, welcome, welcome everyone that is coming in and that will continue to come in to a series that call, that I call My Fill in the Blank Stories. And this particular story today is my first mammogram and breast cancer story with my special guest, Suhail Pantojas. Am I saying that right, Pantojas? I want to give a little extra ring to it. My Spanish is getting it. It ain't all the way there, but it's getting it. Um, now, the good thing is that me and Suhail, we go back back, like way back back. We both went to the University of Central Florida, <laughs> go Knights, um, where we were students there. We have a mutual friend, our friend Patria Alguila, who I actually featured uh, in March, she did my hysterectomy story. Yeah. And um, and we've just had the privilege of knowing each other throughout the years. And that's the beauty of just having a sphere and a circle of very strong, very amazing, very powerful, wonderful women who are willing to also introduce you know themselves to each other. Patria and Suhail actually grew up together. And then she introduced me to her when we were at UCF. So that's the beauty of women being willing to actually share their friends with other women. So that's an yeah. important thing that I hope people will continue yeah. to do. And because of that, we're able to have this conversation today. Now, for those of you who don't know me, because I know there's a lot of people in here that are on here to support Suhail, which I love. And also those who may see this on YouTube or see this on Instagram or see it on her page who may not know me. My name is Shani Jones. I am residing in Orlando, Florida. Um, I am a speaker. I know, go Orlando. I'm a speaker, a content creator, a host. I love interviewing people. That's one of my favorite things to do, hence why I love having conversations like these. And I'm also a realtor in Orlando, Florida. So that's me in a nutshell. But how this all started is because of my personal story and challenges with reproductive health. In 2021 and 2022, I went on a journey that I had no idea was going to happen. Me and my husband were trying to start a family, and I was struggling with that and not really knowing why, and finally realized that I had uh, fibroids, which was discovered in September of 2021. I had surgery in December of 2021, had three fibroids removed, one that was super huge, and then we got pregnant in March of 2022, having no idea, but unfortunately lost that baby in April of 2022. And of course, that's just a whole different, um, a whole different thing in general. And I felt after that, that I really was supposed to share about my journey. And I shared about my fibroid surgery. I shared about my miscarriage. I had another surgery in December of 2022 that I discussed as well. And truth be told, I felt so much healing um, in sharing my story. I felt healing in realizing that there were other people that were like me out there. I wasn't the only one. A lot of times when you go through these sorts of things, which I'm sure Suhail can attest to, you feel like, why is this happening to me? 
am I the only person? And it helps to just have community and it's healing to, to share your story. And that's a part of why I started this series to allow women to not only talk about some of the things that no one wants to talk about because certain topics are so taboo, but also mm -hmm. to give a platform for women to be able to encourage other women with their stories. And I'm really just grateful that I've had amazing women who have wanted to share their stories and who uh, have been willing to answer questions and just go in depth and really get real and vulnerable and transparent. And that's what I say these conversations are all about. So right. without further ado, I want to give Suhail an opportunity to just share a little bit about herself and tell us who she is before we get into her story, which is a very, very powerful one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, this opportunity as well, Shanine. Of course. Um, this has always been your thing. So when you, <laughs> um, you know, when you brought it out there, I was like, hmm, it took me a little bit. Like, I was like, I probably can do this. And then like right there, you, you texted me. No, I, was literally. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, and you were one of the first people, like when I was doing it, I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to Supail because I want to see if she'd be willing. And then the fact that you thought about it. So it was perfect. I'm yeah. Because so I'm, for those that don't know me, I'm very <laughs> shy. I'm not like out there you know once i get to know you i'm a little i flow Hi. better and I, you know but at first i'm like oh my gosh no i don't want to talk about <laughs> like, it it's very you know um so it, it took me like a little bit but at the same time i was like just the fact that i even was thinking about it like yeah. i was like okay so yeah. then I, I should do this but um my name is suhail for those that don't know me i currently live in orlando but hey. i'm from the bean town <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Boston is home and always will be. But yeah, I've been here for, gosh, 20 plus years. Right. And, um, and yeah, like Shani said, we met through our great mutual friend, my <laughs> sister. Um, Patria and I have been friends since the fifth grade. So wow, that's way, way yeah. back. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we discovered today, which we did not know, um, actually, Suhail discovered it and let me know, is that June 4th actually right. has a really, really important significance, the day that we're on here. And it's actually um, not just June 4th, but the first Sunday in June. And I'll actually let Suhail share a little bit more. Right. So when we picked this day, you know, Shani, like she said, she had other... Um, other ladies mm -hmm. that were saying their story too and so my turn was june 4th and i'm like yeah that should be fine everything's good and this morning i woke up and i'm on instagram just scrolling and you know my fellow cancer breast cancer survivors are posting and stuff like that and i was like oh my god so today is national um cancer survivor Day. yeah and so i was like wow look at that so it just happened to be the same day of my life so it, it was it kind of meant like, i was like this is kind of meant to Absolutely. be because it it's a powerful thing to be able to share but especially to be able to share on a day that it is about survivors and that is definitely what you are and without further ado we'll get into your story now the one thing is you know, most of my lives have been more about reproductive health, which a lot of times has to do with, you know, fertility and fertility, the things that may or may not cause it. But cancer is something that I wanted to make sure I also added, because most times people think of, you know, when it comes to reproductive health, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, because those all are within that reproductive scope. Right. But breast cancer is probably one of the cancers that affect women the most. Um, 
I don't know anyone who doesn't know somebody, whether it be a family member, a friend, a coworker, who has been impacted by breast cancer. Personally, in my immediate family, I had both my grandmother on my mom's side and an aunt on my mom's side who okay. passed away from cancer. And I mean, okay. cancer in general has wreaked havoc on my family. But it's mm -hmm. something that is maybe discussed a little bit more than other things. But at the same time, we don't always get the in-depth stories. You know, October comes around. And it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and there's, you know, runs and certain things that happen and may get a spotlight for a while. Right. But it's very, it's not as often that you get a chance to kind of hear someone's story. Even more so, what struck me about Suhail is it was her first mammogram. Nobody's expecting that. And she's only 40 years old. She's a, a young woman. Um, so that is the crazy thing of just kind of having that dichotomy of like, this is, this is just supposed to be routine. Like, this is not supposed to happen like this. Right. That is really why I wanted to reach out to her. And even though, you know, maybe it doesn't affect her reproductive system directly, she's still a woman who wants to be married one of these days. I don't know if she wants to have children. But of course, having cancer affect your body, I'm sure can mm -hmm. have some stipulations or also can just make it a little bit of something you really have to think about and wonder like, okay, will I be able to do this in the future? If this right. is so it still somehow ties into all of that. And it's just something that affects women of color. And it always gets us harder than it does other populations of women. And that's a part of why I want to bring her story. So just to get into her story, I want to start with kind of your life pre-cancer. I know when we talked, you shared how, you know, you had your normal just, you know, checkups. Mm -hmm. And that was in December, not December, that was in August, September of 2021. Right. And everything at that point was normal. Let me know, what was your lifestyle prior to your diagnosis? What was normal for you? Um, you know, I was just living life yeah. pretty much. You know, out there having fun. Um, you know, going out when I could. Um, traveling. <clears throat> all the normal stuff, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess I was, <laughs> I was trying to get out. I'm like, okay, let me get out, get this out of my system in my <laughs> I'm about to be 40 soon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I mean, I was, I would go to the doctor frequently whenever I needed to right. go, you know, um, I wasn't somebody, I've never been one to get sick a lot. Yeah. Like it's very rare when mm -hmm. I get sick. So, you know, I would just do my physicals and right. stuff like just normal regular checkups, yeah. my regular checkups. Right. Um, so, and our first, um, cancer, story that hit us was my uncle my dad's mm. brother he was diagnosed with prostate cancer maybe like seven eight years ago and that was the first time that cancer struck my family wow it was a big deal to right. us you know he passed unfortunately um so we were like everybody was just like distraught obviously and you know it was it was a big deal yeah um but that was the first time so from there cancer was a little bit more um close-knit just because it's like okay Right. So it, it affected, and even though it was an uncle, yeah. but still, yeah, yeah. it was still part of it. Correct. Uh, but that was the only thing. I mean, other than that, cancer was like nowhere. Right, right. Like I said, I was just having fun out there and, and enjoying myself. Yeah. Now then, later on of that year, December 21, uh, 2021, you found a lump on your own. So, right. So um, come August of 2021, mm -hmm. August, September is around there. I have to get my pap smear. I mm -hmm. go to my PYN mm -hmm. and, and I get that done. Great. And she does a manual right. exam. She's like, oh, everything looks great. Um, but I see that you're turning 40 in a few months. So I'm just going to put in a referral. Right. Uh, 
so you can go get your first mammal. And I'm like, okay, cool. So a few months later, like December, I'm in the shower. Now, I was not one to check my breast. I I have to admit, Mm -hmm. I would sometimes, you know, get like the little pamphlet. Right. I hung it from my shower. Same. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, I... I've, yeah, I forgot to do that. Like after the fact, after I'm out the shower, right? So it wasn't something that I was like, okay, let me do this regularly. Yeah. No, I that wasn't me. But I don't know. This day, I'm taking a shower and I'm just like, and I felt it. Wow. Like, hmm. I'm like, that's weird. So I felt both of them, and I was like, okay, one doesn't have it. It was my yeah. right. So I was like, okay, you know, again, I'm not thinking anything about it. Um, I remember telling my mom, I'm like, mom, do you feel this or is it me? And she's like, oh, yeah, it, it does feel like something. So whatever. we, I left it at that. I didn't really not make a big deal out of it. But I was like, oh, you know, I'll come back right. to it kind of thing. Right. So um, I actually went back home for Christmas for the holidays. So I did that whole thing with the family. Come back in January. I'm planning my 40th. Um, and the, my, the card, the memo card comes in the mail. Like, okay, you know, call right, to right. your memo. So I'm like, oh. I said, you know what? Because I am a procrastinator <laughs> when it comes to doctor's appointments and all that. Right. So I see the card and I'm like, ooh, let me get this done. Because, you know, all this time I'm thinking, I'm like, it's a cyst. Yeah. It's probably a cyst because I have ovarian, ovarian cysts. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm like, it's a cyst. Yeah. I'm telling you, I swear to you, cancer was was the last and, thing on my mind. Or I don't think you said it wasn't painful, right? No. It wasn't any pain, it was just it, the lump. It was just the lump. Wow. Yeah. No, no pain, nothing. So I'm like, all right. Because also I have heard that sometimes it does if it hurts, then that's when you worry. Correct. But apparently right. when it hurts, it's because it's at a higher stage. Mm. So, you know, you have have to also understand like the difference between gotcha. that. So anyway, it didn't hurt. Whatever I called, um, you know, I called to get my mammo. They um, put me in. I got the mammo, which was horrible. Oh, um, yeah. I had my first one uh, last year too, and I thought they was gonna clamp my whole body into that. Yes, same. That was my, oh my gosh! I'm like, I have. There's I've gotta heard, be a better way, right? <laughs> I've I've heard of it, but I was like. Uh, yeah, no, you really have to experience, right, you know, right. the discomfort. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I get it. And the, it's funny because the, the tech was like, let me tell you something. You're probably going to get a call to come get to come and get an ultrasound. Don't worry about it. I don't want you to get scared or nervous. This happens to pretty much everybody for their first mammo it's because true. they don't have any priors to base it off of. Correct. And this was... March of 2022, right. right? When you finally have your appointment. Right. And it's true because when I got mine, they do send you a letter suggesting if you want, because my breasts are dense. So dense. they're like, if you want to find out more, you can, but it's not, you know, unless you see anything else. So I can understand it, her trying to tell you that. Trying to, right. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh my God, thank you. I appreciate that because I probably would have, right. you know, been nervous not knowing. Well, fast forward, um, March 16th, I got a call to come get an ultrasound. So again, I'm like, okay, the lady told me it's probably because it's my first mammal. Right. So what I get the ultrasound, um, and I have everything written down here because I'm like, I'm gonna forget. Um, so it's like, okay, so I get the ultrasound, and the tech was, she was so nice. She was so sweet, you know, just. But 
there was just like a little something because she took so many shots mm. like oh, she, oh, mm-hmm. the her and, right right and she was just snapping and snapping and snapping and i'm like what's all the pictures for like i don't know like yeah. I have a little bit, but i'm like eh, maybe that's just right you know, normal yeah so she says um okay give me a second i'm gonna call in the radiologist and mm. i'm like okay yeah she comes back with the she leaves she comes back with the radiologist and um so this part was very because i i went in there alone because yeah. i'm yeah. not like i'm yeah. gonna help yeah one. So the uh, tech gets in and um, she does her thing too. She also took pictures right. and, you know, did her thing, does it on both. And I'm like, so it's funny because I'm sitting there and I'm like, right, <laughs> are you guys, okay. y'all, do, y'all do realize I still ain't got no and, and Right, right. <laughs> right. I'm like, sure. Um, and now at this point, both of them are out because she's checking on both of them. I'm right. Like, okay. Anyway, so she's like, um, she's like, okay, now very... Bless her heart. She was very, like, uppity. But at the same time, I was like, okay, what? Right. So she's like, okay, well, um, I think I know what it is. I, um, I'm not sure you want to know what it is, though. What kind of... And I'm like, uh, uh, no, I kind of do. Right. So she's like, well, I think it's cancer. Lord. Uh. And I mean, as you can get, you guys can probably imagine. I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Yeah. So then she goes off. She's telling me, "I think it's cancer." Then continues to tell me, uh, "Don't worry, technology's so good right now. You know, nowadays you can just go ahead and get a mastectomy and get rid of them, and and you you're not gonna have to worry about a mammogram." Like she doesn't even know. What's the yeah, not cheapest hit you with biggest news that you've had that you're not expecting. Right. And I think we talked about this when we talked is that sometimes doctors forget this is the first time you're telling me this. You may do this all day. Right. You may tell other people this. You may do this a couple times, but this is the first time I'm hearing um, it. So the sensitivity of it, they need to understand. Right. Mm-hmm. And, no, exactly. And, and that's what everybody said. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, she's probably just so used to like it's just over and over and i'm like i get it but yeah i mean come on yeah you're not not you're you're not telling me you know that my ankle is swollen i like you are telling me i have cancer so yeah anyway so you know she tells me all that and i'm just like at this point i'm just like right spaced out spaced out you probably hear nothing else right and i'm like Right. So she leaves, and then the tag continues. She's like, just take it easy, you know, and let's just take one step at a time. She tried to comfort me, so I appreciated that from her. Yeah. I leave, and the first thing I do is call my my bestie, Patria. Hmm. And um, she already knew I was going, so, you know, she answers the phone quick, and I'm like, I'm like, she's like, so how'd it go? Whatever. Because even, I think even her, like, just the way she yeah. used the phone was like, she okay. expected to be just normal. Right. And so I, I told her, I said, apparently it's cancer. Wow. And I remember her voice. She was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, and so we both just started mm-hmm. crying. And she started crying. Then I started crying. And it was just the whole thing. I'm like, 
I don't want to tell my mom now. Like, I want to wait. But I ended up telling right. her anyway. So that was, that was the gist yeah. of the announcement. Yeah. Yeah. So you get through the announcement of it. And what is the next steps? Like, at this point, I'm sure you're trying to figure out, like, how do I survive with this? Like, what does this really mean? And also, what was the type of cancer you were diagnosed with? Because I think... A lot of times when people think cancer, they typically think stage four, terminal. You know, they don't think about the fact that there are different stages. There yeah. are things that you can work through. So what were you technically diagnosed with and kind of what was the game plan for you once you found out? So um, so real quick, from there, the next step was a biopsy because a, a biopsy has to confirm that you the, the cancer. So I went in for my biopsy, which was extremely painful, by the way. They use um, a needle, right? The needle's like Ooh. this long. It, yeah. Mm. And they like dig it in there like oh, all the way because they have gosh. to get the tissue. Like the tissue is what sends it. So they have, it's not just yeah. like, okay, yeah. a quick needle. Out, yeah. Um, so that was that. And so then I waited, I believe it was like a week or mm -hmm. so for the results. The results were sent to my GYN. Gotcha. So she called me. May 2nd comes up. I'm at work. I got a call from her. I answer it. And she's like, um, she, the first thing she tells me, she goes, well, um, your lymph nodes are clear. Those they're good. So that's, you know, that's good. And I'm like, oh, great. Right. <laughs> like, okay. She's like, yeah. Um, but you do have invasive ductal carcinoma. Mm. And I'm like, Huh? What does that mean? I'm like, what is that? Yeah. The carcinoma part, I don't know why. Maybe because I've heard of it. I don't know. But the carcinoma part was the only thing that kind of grabs. Like, right. I was like, I'm like, this is, I just knew it wasn't good. Right. Right. Um. So then whatever. I was like, what, what yeah. does that mean? And yeah. you have breast cancer. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. You got to be kidding me. I'm like, are you serious? So she, she was really sweet. You know, she's like, I'm going to. Because she's the one that gave me the referral right. for my um, surgeon and all that. So she's like, I'm going to send you to her. She's going to take care of you. And I'm outside my job. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, is this even happening to me right, right. now? It's just like a shock. Like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, I called my mom, obviously, the first thing. Um, told her. Then I called my older brother. And it was just, like, from there, it was just, then I started telling yeah. everybody. But, um, so that happened. So... It's invasive ductal carcinoma, but it's called, it's also called triple positive breast mm -hmm. cancer. There's triple positive and there's triple negative. Gotcha. Negative is a little bit, it's a little bit more um, serious. Gotcha. It's a little bit um, more intense. Gotcha. Um, so with those two, it's, it's due to your estrogen levels. Oh, wow. So that's what it has to do depending on how your cells wow. yeah so that's that's what it came up with, with um it's very reproductive ish right exactly yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i mean you don't, you probably don't think of that because again no. it's not um it's not hereditary correct yeah um you know yeah. i don't smoke yeah, yeah. So not, you know, yeah. obviously, that's I mean, not lung, but still, it can still happen. Right, right. Different things can, can trigger infections. Can trigger, right. So, um, so that's how they pretty much told them, you know, that was the, the case. Um, so, thankfully, now, before these triple positive or triple negative cancers, 
women used to pass away like like the survival rate was lower mm -hmm. because they didn't have the the right medicine for it, the right chemo. Got you. So they wow. only had one type of chemo, and I guess it wasn't enough. Wow. So they would end up passing away. Wow. Years later, now, um, and this is from my oncologist. Yeah. Uh, I'm making up. I'm not making this up, guys. No, I'm um, glad for shit because I had no. I I never knew yeah, this. Yes. So, from from I don't know how many years, but now, each of them, the triple negative and the triple positive, have their own separate chemos. Like wow. I did one, but if it would have been negative, it would have been a different gotcha. one. So, um when they diagnosed me with the triple positive then that's when they the plan was to you know get that specific chemo which was four chemos in one mm. because now so they're extremely strong exactly then. now they're they they noticed that the one wasn't working the two started coming up a little bit later and then they ended up saying no we got to go with the four yeah like just go in there straight to it yeah. and you know yeah just kill the tumor pretty yeah. much yeah um and that's that's what they did that's what they gave me um when they figured out the the plan right chemo so your plan was part of it was chemo and then the other part of it was actually mastectomy right. and right. you did a double mastectomy in your case correct and was correct. that because well i'll let you tell us what what was the why did they want to go that extreme for you? Because there was also a lumpectomy you could have done or other things. Right. So when I first spoke with my um, breast cancer surgeon, um, you know, she told me about the chemo. And she also meant she was like, oh, you know, because it's a stage 1B. Because mm -hmm. apparently now it's like 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, things like that. She's like, because it's 1B, we obviously caught it early. Mm -hmm. Um so you, you'll just need after chemo, you'll just need a, a lumpectomy. So I'm like, okay, yay, which means removal right. of the lump, right? And then removal of the lump once it's been shrunk by the chemo, right? Right. So it wouldn't be in a extensive right surgery, yeah. right? So I'm like, great, let's do okay. it. Like, this is another thing that kind of was a little iffy with the doctor. Love her, she's great and all, mm -hmm. but. She told me that without without me having to take a genetic test, mm. you have to get a genetic test when you're diagnosed with this. It's one of, actually one of the first things that you should do because that's going to say it's going to detect, um, you know, the, the rare occurrence right. or if you any gene mutations that right. might cause, yeah. you know, all that. Yeah. So when I get to my oncologist, she gives me the um, genetic mm -hmm. testing and. When it comes back, now it comes back, but now I'm like, I don't know, for my, like my fourth chemo is I'm already in. Oh, wow. And so thinking I'm going to get a lumpectomy. Yeah. So this is all my plan yeah. throughout everything. So come to find out when the, when the genetic testing came back, um, my percentage was higher of reoccurrence. Oh, wow. So at that point, at a certain percentage... You just need to have them removed. You wow. just need to have them. She told me, she's like, it's completely up to you. We can still do the lumpectomy. But just know that the percentage 
is yeah. a little bit higher than the norm, but it's completely up to you. We can do the lumpectomy now, and if it returns, and who wants to even go exactly. through that? Who wants to do a surgery and go through all this pain already to then maybe have the chances of? Yeah, that's right. Right, and it was a hard decision. Obviously, yes. that's not something that you're. Even though I'm, I'm looking out for my health, obviously. Yeah. But it's so hard to be like, because obviously, like you said, you don't want it to return. So I'm not thinking, okay, let me get a lumpectomy, and it's not gonna return. Right. But I don't know yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah. it took me a few. You know, she told me she was like, just take your time. It took me a few weeks to, um, you know. But at the same time, I I knew that I I didn't want to go through this again yeah and it was just kind of like it, it would just help me to move forward into not thinking about every scan i get Correct. every man is it there what are the or results? even just is there something i'm eating is there something i'm drinking is there something i'm exposed to that i don't know if it's gonna affect, affect me, me. Yeah. right so it's it's a lot of thinking yeah um so then, yeah, so then I was like, let's just, I eventually, you know, said, let's do it. Let's do the mastectomy. So I want to talk about treatment a little bit. Um, one, how soon after your diagnosis did you start chemo and what was that process like? Because a lot of times, you know, you see commercials, you see survivors, they've lost their hair, you know, they look paler, all these different mm. things. But you don't always know, like, what is that experience like to see that happening to yourself? And to, again, you're a beautiful, I mean, still beautiful no matter what. And I saw her during the process of her healing, you know, when her hair hadn't grown back yet. Yeah. She was still as beautiful and vibrant as she looks right now. But, I mean, you're a gorgeous woman. You have always been since I've known you. And it has to be hard to see just the physical aspects of your th yourself change, feeling yourself be weaker, not being able to do the things that you're used to doing. What was that process like for you going through those treatments? So, like I said, um, I was diagnosed May 2nd. Mm -hmm. And June 2nd was my first chemo. Wow. Which came up in a year. Um, so it was a matter of, you know, a few weeks. Um Listen, that chemo is no joke. Like, again, I've always known that chemo yeah, is obviously uh, something bad. It's a poison that's going into correct. your body. But, man, that experience was just not fun at all. Um, my hair literally started falling out. Like, I, at my my second chemo, like, I was already going on like this, oh, and my hair was... Oh, my gosh. Like, and I was like, what? Like, I... I don't know. I, I knew it was going to fall out, but I didn't know how to, I yeah. know how you prepare yourself for that. Right. I didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, one, I'm brushing my hair one day and I'm like, like just, it was just coming out and I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm like, so I, I think it's happening. Yeah. And it, it was just everybody, people out there, if, if, Hopefully not. This doesn't hit you or family members or nothing. But if it does, please don't tell these um, cancer patients. It's okay. Your hair is going to grow back. It's okay if, if you lose it. It's going to grow back. That's not what we want to no. hear. I mean, obviously, I knew my hair was going to grow back. But that still didn't no. 
No, you didn't want to lose it in the first right. place. Right. That's like after miscarriage. People, oh, well, you can try again. You can, well, it, what if it, I can't? It, what, what if I didn't want to? What if it was hard enough the first time? Right. It's, right. And yeah. I get that maybe that's just something they say to because they think it's going to make you feel yeah. better. I think people are uncomfortable with uncomfortable situations. They just really don't know what to say sometimes. Right. No, yeah. And, and you know, I try to give everybody the benefit right, of the doubt. Right. I know it maybe wasn't intentional. But let's normalize just being just being quiet and letting people. Thank you. Just let me let you know when I need you to say something. Exactly. Exactly. Just be there. Give me a hug. Right. Just give me a hug. Just say it's gonna be okay, or just don't say anything. Right. Right. Um. So that was, and to me, for those that know me, my hair has always been my thing. Yeah. Like I've always had long hair. Um. I, I've enjoyed doing my hair. I always enjoyed doing my hair. I blow dry my own hair. I curl my own hair. Like, everything. It's just, my hair has always been my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, on top of everything, that was a little hard yeah. because it's my hair. Your hair is your crown. It's, it is. It is. And it's part of your womanhood Correct. that, you know, on top of everything, you're losing. So, like I said, I, you know, I started brushing and it just started coming out. And um, so, I was like, okay, so I don't want to keep going through this. So let me go and cut it. Mm. So I went and I cut it and I just did like a bob. quick lip bob. Yeah. But even with that, my hair was like this short. And even with that, it was still falling out. Mm. So I, I I had it for like maybe like a week or so. And, um, and then after that, I was like, okay, let me cut it again. So now this time, it was kind of like, right. I just right. cut it really yeah. tight. Even with that, oh it was still falling. Oh my God. So I did it in like phases just because yeah. I could not, I mean, I've seen pictures of people, you know, that I started following and they just go ahead and they're just like, but yeah, yeah. I was a little bit more hesitant on doing that, even though I knew it was going to fall out, but I just couldn't come yeah. to, okay, just do it from, yeah. you know. So I took my, my little steps and um and yeah then fam finally i went to my other best friend's house and i was like hey girl i, I need you to do this for me mm -hmm. um and she actually she started doing it and she couldn't do it so her husband took over oh um, yeah she, she started crying I mean, we were all crying. yeah girl you you wouldn't have, i wouldn't have been able to somebody else would have had to do it too <laughs> thankful my husband is bald so he probably <laughs> <laughs> right <it'd> be, <laughs> right <laughs> So, yeah, so then, um, and it's funny because her husband loved them both. Her husband was like, he was like, I, like, he was hesitant at first, but he, listen, he took over and he did his thing. And he, um, as my brother, my brother's, my older brother's bald too. So he's on FaceTime. Oh. And, um, you know, he ended up telling me, he was like, bald is beautiful. Oh. Like, you look beautiful. I'm like, I'm all mad. <laughs> mad and sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much the process of my hair yeah. um now chemo like i said chemo got me sick from the beginning mm. like it's no joke like you get sick for five to six days and i had chemo once every three weeks Ugh. so thankfully i did have a break you know i felt better yeah. but it was just like such a a hassle because just when you're feeling better it feels like it's already time for the next yeah and you're like, no, I don't want to have to go through this. Did that, 
cause any level of anxiety like as you got through your treatments and you know that time is coming up like did you start to get anxious about having to go yes yeah yes it got i got anxious i got nervous like i kept thinking i'm like god please don't let this one be yeah. like i i kept hoping that as it went on that it would get better yeah but it it wasn't yeah it was probably getting worse my my pressure was dropping i mean there was points where i was you know, laying down and I would just be pale mm. and, you know, I would have to start eating like, um, food with salt. So yeah. I can, my, my pressure can go back up. Um, I had nurses come into my house because I couldn't go to get my fluids mm. and I was dehydrated because yeah. as much as they say, drink water to flush out the chemo, drinking water is the last thing you want to do. Correct. Yeah. With lemon, with flavor with whatever it is at least me let me not just me in general i know and i like water i love water with lemon like i well i know I, sometimes people end up feeling nauseous so a lot of times when you're nauseous water and nausea do not do not mix. mix right right and it's like all ginger ale like it just but honestly it wasn't even water like even just anything else like yeah. i would try to switch it up i just couldn't get anything down yeah like just it, it was it was a lot of stuff going on at the same time. Um, the fluids, when they came, they did make me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I, it was still, I was weak. I was just not, you know, it, I, I was nauseous. I, my stomach, I was throwing up. It was just, uh, yeah. it was just bad. And then I know you also had to have the port in your chest, which is what they right. use to actually get the chemo into your system, right? right. Right, correct. So I kind of skipped over that part. So June 2nd was my chemo, but May 30th, that's when they put my um, my port in. Mm. So it was all in the same week. So they put in the port um, and then I started my chemo like two days uh, after that. So it was easier for them to just go in there, stick the needle in the port, call it a day, right. get my chemo, and trying to find a vein and, you know, yeah. go through all that. Yeah. So, you know, having the port was was easier for the chemo treatment right so you go through chemo and you're finally getting to the point of at least getting closer to cancer free how long was that process of you going through the chemo process you know going through all of the treatments to where you finally see you know light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the cancer being you know either not in your system as much or the tumor being shrunken down enough to where it wasn't as you know hostile towards you right so um let me tell you that by my next my my second chemo like i would touch my tumor and it was like it had shrunk oh wow so at the same time i'm like i hate you chemo but, I, but at the same i know you're working yeah, yeah. But, at, but on the other hand i'm like wow yeah. yeah, like it's working. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that was exciting in the midst of everything yeah. because it was working. Yeah. You know. So um, so that was good. Um. So I I did six rounds of chemo. So I started in June. I ended in September. Gosh. Um. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. And trust me, there's people that have done eighteen rounds of chemo. Right. It's, right. I mean, at least I can. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was six, but right. you know, it was yeah. rough. Yeah. But it, yeah. So September comes along. That's my um, my last chemo. So real quick on my last chemo. 
I don't really have much family here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's me, my mom, my sister, and I have a cousin with her family. Right. That's it. Right. The rest are friends. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I would look at other people's last chemo, and their whole family was there, like, waiting for them or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not going to have that, you know? Yeah. So I mentioned it to my mom. I'm like, you know, usually this is how it happens. Like people have. And so she didn't say anything. So the day of, um, after I finished my chemo, it was my mom, my sister, and another one of my best friends, Christina, that showed up to the, to the clinic. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was enough. You know, they had little signs, shirts, like everything was cute. And I'm like, oh, so when I finally go downstairs to the lobby, girl, the elevator open and I had my pastors. I had their the pastor's daughters. I had my cousin with her husband. I had um my best friend's parents, Patty's yeah. parents. Um my very good friend Nelphi, his parents were there because oh they God. were actually here visiting. Yeah. But they ended up going. So my mom just called everybody and it was like a, like the lobby was just full. They had flowers, they had balloons, they had banners. And I remember seeing the pictures and video, which was so beautiful yeah. of that. I'm so And glad. all that, I didn't know. I had no so idea. Beautiful. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just, you know, walking down or whatever, you know, going down. And then the lobby yeah. opened and they were all there. Um, they were singing and it was, it was amazing. Like mm. I couldn't have asked for, if it, if it would have been planned, it probably wouldn't have came out. As right. No. Right. Right. But my oh, mom gets amazing. all the credit for that. Cause she set everything up uh, just so I can have, you know, that, you know, I, yeah, I, I that can, support that support. Right. right. Yeah. Which everybody and my support squad, thank you so much. I love you guys. <laughs> we all made shirts and. So Hill's army was strong for that. They still are, that. but yeah, but, yeah, they came, they came through. Support so is anyway, crucial during a cancer. I mean, any health battle, but especially a cancer battle. Yes, listen, and it's definitely, or it definitely shows you who's who. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's people that that I didn't even expect that came through, yeah. like. Are poor. Yeah. There's others that I probably expected mm-hmm. and did not show up. Yeah. So it's, that's always, you know, I mean, you, your sister, not that I didn't expect for you guys, but, you know, and I, I love you guys, but it's like, okay, you guys are Patty's friends kind of thing. I mean, you guys are my yeah, friends. No, no, I know what you mean. Like, in the sense no, of like, but you guys came through, like, everybody, like, I yeah. was getting gifts, out, and yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, in the midst of everything, I was so loved. Like I knew how loved I yeah. was by everybody, and that just meant that's so what much. it. That's what it has to be about. And I mean, unfortunately, it sucks sometimes that you that you had to go through rough things to to know how much you are loved. Right. But I'm so glad that you understood that and experienced that because I mean, unfortunately, there there are people who may go through these battles on their own. And some of them just because they don't tell people. Some people right. even want to battle it through. But the fact that you were courageous enough to even let people know this is what's happening to me, mm-hmm. I mean, the least that people can do, if they are able to, is just if, let them know, like, we've got your back. Yeah, for sure. Right. No, and it, and it just, it means more than, than you yeah. know. You know, yeah. like, going through everything, but then knowing that you have such a strong support system there. You know, and sometimes, you know, people think, 
well, I don't know what to say. Well, I don't want to call because I don't know what to say. Or I don't want to go visit because she... Don't do, do that. Like, yeah. you not knowing what to say, it's great because I get it. You you don't know right. what to say. Even when there's a death that you have to reach out to Correct. Yeah. Like, But just telling me, I love you. You're in my, my prayers. Yeah. It, it's enough. Listen. Would have been enough. It's the small thing. It's the, I, I realized that at that time... I didn't know we were pink sisters. I was like, "What's your favorite color?" Oh, pink. I got that. I guess. That's that's all I need to know. Exactly. So exactly, little little gestures exactly. that make a difference. Exactly, and it's. I think sometimes people make it more difficult than it what it should yeah. be. Like, yeah. just give me a a quick, you know, breath of of fresh air of support of something. You don't. I don't need a whole paragraph and yeah. a whole. You know, no, it's just it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. And if you need me, reach out. Like, I get it because you also don't want to be bothering that person. They're sick. They're going. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that you shouldn't reach out to them at all. Right. 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 Anyway, right. For sure. So I just yeah. want to shut out, shut out my. Uh, no, I'm, I, I'm glad you my support. That. I mean, <laughs> they're here on the line. I see them. They're making all kinds of comments, which I appreciate it. And I love it. So yeah. tell me, which I don't know if I even knew this, but. Before you could get your surgery, you had to have the cancer out of your system completely. So you had to wait until you went through the chemo before you could have your surgery, correct? Um, right. Chemo had to be done before I got my surgery. So September, I finished my chemo. And from there, my surgery was scheduled. Gotcha. Uh, my surgery was scheduled October 20th, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I had to wait. It had to be... I can't remember now, but it had to be a few weeks because the chemo, the chemo had to somewhat be out of my system. Mm, right, 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 right. So it couldn't be scheduled like, you know, a week yeah. after or anything. Yeah. So it was towards the end of October. Right. Um, so Which I can imagine because for surgery, they're going to add all this anesthesia. They're going to have to drug you up so they can't have those poisonous like both drugs of, in your system at the same time. Exactly. Mm. So, you know, uh, that was scheduled and... Um, so once, so the, when they did the mastectomy, you know, it's to remove obviously your breast, yeah. um, the tissue and, 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 and in that whole process, you also remove whatever's left of the cancer. Yeah. Cause you know, even though the chemo kills most of it or shrunk yeah. most of the tumor, they might still just be like a little tiny bit. Yeah. So, you know, they got to go in there and scrape it or whatever they do mm -hmm. so that was done um and then i have to wait a week to get the results which now after all this that i'm the surgery everything now i'm waiting a week to know if i'm getting radiation oh, which wow. radiation is a whole other right because, you know it's it's actually like it burns your skin Correct. it's something more that you have yeah. to process through so as I'm sitting there waiting for the results, I'm praying and I'm like, God, please don't let me. Like, I do not want to go through um, radiation. Yeah. But if, you know, if yeah. I also had to do whatever it took. Right. To Anyways, I get the call like a week prior. I think, yeah, because I think my surgery was Thursday and that following Friday, I get the call. So I'm like. Like, I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm like, you yeah. know, I'm like, what is, what is she going to tell me? So she's like, Hey, you know, just want to like give you the results. Your results came back. Um, and I'm like, okay, okay. 
Okay, and she's like, so just wanted to let you know that there was, was like residual um, left from the cancer, pretty mm. much. And everything has been removed. Ugh. You're not going to need radiation. Oh my gosh, yes. And I was like, what? I was like, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm like, thank you, God. Like, you don't even know. And she's over there laughing. And I, so I said, because she, she told me that, but she's not really telling me the full thing right. so i'm like does that mean i'm cancer free and she was like yeah we can say that you're cancer free but because i guess my oncologist had to tell me got you so got you got you she kind of knew yeah. but she yeah she couldn't be the first one to, or the, couldn't be the one first to give you right yeah she's calling me from my breast surgery correct office. correct so she's like your oncologist will tell you um but her saying pretty yeah. much already so girl i got off that phone and i just cried oh just like thank you jesus I, I like so it literally they were able to remove all of the cancer such a blessing so such i know that the surgery how long did the recovery take for that and then you also had to have basically um spacers because yeah, one of the things we have coming up is a reconstructive surgery as well. Right. So the, the mastectomy happens. Um, I'm in recovery for a few. So when they remove my breast, they also put in uh, what they call them expanders. Mm. So expanders are like these plastic things that they put in there because they get to be filled up. They fill them up um, every so often. So they stretch out your skin and then you get to have right. right. Um, so they put those in. I had to wait a little bit because they can't just go in there real quick and start, you know, filling them up. Yeah. So it was like four weeks that I went um just, you know, without nothing right. or whatever. And then I had to start um getting them filled. Oof. So I went weekly and they started filling up, filling up, filling up till I got to a desired um size right, right um because when they tell you the desired size you you can't go too like you can't fill them up right. too big right because then when you put the implant in that's gonna make them Correct. grow more yeah but you have to have like, like um you know somewhat of a decent size because the implant is gonna is gonna right. be bigger right so you know i was i told them i was like you know i don't i'm not looking to go crazy right. thing like i just wanted to just look yeah. as natural as possible that's another thing guys a mastectomy is not a boob job Ugh. so Listen. it's not something right. that like oh yeah well girl you didn't have boobs before oh so now you're gonna... no Please. no no it's it's not a boob job right anyways right that's no that's a good point because again that comes down to the sensitivity of people and the things that they may say like oh girl well at least now you know you got <laughs> Well, I didn't want to go through all this to get these. Like, right? It's yes. not that deep. It's not. Nope. I was fine with my. Little right. It's it's fine. I didn't need I didn't need any extraness. It's fine. Um. So then with that, Phil. Um. So the, it was about like a eight week recovery process. Mm -hmm. Eight ten weeks kind of thing. Um. So October, November, December. Yeah. It was about three three months. Got you. Um. So after that, they just stop when they cut, when they get to the desired size, they stop 
and you have the expanders there. I mean, you can even have them in. I, I only had them in for about six months, I think. But you can have them in for like a year. Wow. It, it, it just depends. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, so my surgery is in June. Yeah. Um, or, oh, my God, we are already in June. In June. It's coming up next yeah. week, right? Uh, not next. Well, next week, yes, because we're already yeah. in Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Week. Yeah. Um. So once they do that, obviously, they'll take out the expanders. And, and by the way, these expanders are so uncomfortable. I can like, imagine. It's just because they're stretching your skin. Right. right. And on top of that, they're just, they, uh, it's just stiff. Like, I was it's just say, like a they, stiff they feeling. They don't feel natural. Right. No. Yeah. And it's just annoying. Like, yeah. it, yeah, it's just not. So with the implants, it's going to be more natural. It's going to feel right. more natural. So um as much as i don't want to go through you know all that i'm looking forward to it because i'm like i'm done with these yeah. things in me yeah yeah um but anyway so those are there and then when the surgery comes they'll remove those obviously mm -hmm. and then up in the implants and what is that surgery going to be like is that going to be a long recovery time did they tell you you know how long um, it will take it's about kind of the same thing six to eight That's but it can be less just because it's it is less than the mistake. Right, 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 right. Uh, um, but I guess they just still want to give you, you know, just give you that in case everybody's different, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, with that, depending on how it goes, there's, I mean, hopefully not, but there's been cases where they got to go back in because the implant didn't fit what, or you know, it's just a lot of different yeah. things that happen. Um, so with everything going well, then yeah, that should be. Pretty that's anything happening with yes you. so for you would that kind of be the end so to speak of this like at least the medical side the surgery side like that part of your journey or so yeah no so the for the surgery yes it would be the last the last gotcha. surgery um, the process will still continue probably till september because okay so when you finish chemo mm -hmm. You also have to get um, a treatment called immunotherapy. Mm. Immunotherapy is more preventative. Got you. So it's still, you know, you get it. I mean, I took my port out because it was, it was like kind of like open the incision. So I had to, to remove it anyways, but it still goes through your vein. So you still go, I go every once every three weeks, just like I went for my chemo. But it's more pre preventative. It doesn't get me sick. Good. Um, and I'm assuming it's just to build up your immune system after having all of those chemicals and wow. having torn down so badly. Exactly. Got you. Something like that into that. And then also, you know, prevents from, you know, it just has to seal kind of everything. Yeah. Um, so right now, I'm still going through, through that. Got you. Um, so like I said, probably like September should be my my last okay. one. Um, so I'm assuming... By the end of this year, I should be done with everything, yeah. just to put it there. And, um, wow. yeah, then it'll just be, you know, I just, I still have to right. monitor, obviously. Right, right. Um, make sure, because even, even with the implants, uh, yeah, I don't need a mammogram, or I don't need to get mammograms anymore, but the lymph nodes are always there, and those can, you Correct. know. Correct, yeah. Also yeah. can, so I, it's still something that I have to watch over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, 
Pale, I am excited for you because I know that it's it's almost like, which I felt the same way last year when everything was happening for me, it's, it's almost like your life is wrecked in like one quick moment. Like, yes, everything just happens and everything is turned upside down and you just have to, you just have to go. You have no control. Yeah. You have no certainty. You're relying on God. You're praying that things work out, but you don't really know. And I'm grateful that you have made it through that part of it. And you're kind of at the tail end and that you are so willing to share what your story has been like and, you know, what's the next steps for you. And I have no doubt that your surgery next week is going to be successful. That, you know, even though we did not want that to be the case, that they will sit pretty and they will look and be what you need them to be. Right. Um, and that, you know, your, the rest of your, um, you know, immune therapy, you know, goes well and that, you know, you'll be in remission for years and years to come. This will not be something that plagues you. And so hopefully just be able to share your story, you know, moving forward from this perspective. Continue. Right. Right. And just real quick, like, you know, you, I can be cancer free. My surgery can be done. Everything's good. But just know like like i'm a different person obviously of course from from before for my pre-cancer you know it's and you know people might some people i feel like people see it as oh well you're cancer free so that's it let's go okay you know back to normal and it's never normal it's your new norm correct but it's never normal completely so you know i I actually sent Patty something the other day on Instagram because it said, um, it said, and, uh, it was like a meme mm-hmm. and it was like to somebody telling a cancer patient, Oh my God, you look so good. And then I'm like the cancer patients responding. Um, I, I have cancer. I wasn't ugly. No. Like that's, <laughs> that's like the whole thing. Right. Like I get them. Thank you. Like I appreciate it. I know, right. I know, but at the same time, it's still a process that you can look good. I can look fine. I can, but it's something that I deal with every day. Correct. That I wonder why every day. Yep. Um, and that as much as I don't like it, I'm just pushing through because I am cancer free yeah. and you know, I am grateful. Yeah. I am blessed. Yeah. So I don't like, you know, going off of that too much. Cause you know, I know there's a lot of women that, yeah don't get to you know survive this right um but it's it's still definitely a a process you know just because it's not out there and stuff people just might think like oh yeah it's a it's an easy breezy like you're cancer free that's it no but there's certain things that you go through that like same with me after my miscarriage i remember telling my husband and my family i'm like "I'm, i'm not i'm never going to be the same person like it's just something that alters you internally And it's not always bad. You know, I feel like there's parts of me that are so much more bolder and that are so much more empathetic. You know, I have so much more compassion towards people and the things that they go through. So it's not always a bad thing. But there's also that part of me where I may have been more, you know, serendipitous about certain things. I'm like, nothing is guaranteed. Like, the the, the ball can drop at any time. And it's having that in the back of your mind where that wasn't necessarily always, you know, my thought. Right. So I get it. Like, you know, it's it's a, the emotional, the mental part of it is just as crucial as the physical aspect of it. As the physical, exactly. Yes. And sometimes it's just looking at the physical because people don't, you know, like you said, sometimes you don't, and, and even me. Even me, I, I have to say that some, you know, I probably at one point was like, 
I don't want to say I was insensitive, but maybe I didn't, I didn't see, or I wanted to talk and um, give my opinion without knowing. Correct. Now it's different because, you know, a lot of times you do want to give your opinion yeah. just because you think you know, yeah. and you, you really don't. Yeah. Uh, so it, like, I think that's, that's just a human experience because it's just something touches you personally sometimes you don't you, there's no way for there's you to no, know wait right you know, I, I, friends of mine had miscarriages prior to me and i always felt bad but i couldn't really understand until it happened to me and it's like oh this and now even between me and those friends is a weird knowing because it's like i don't even have to explain certain things which i'm sure for you when you run into other cancer survivors or people who are going through this there's certain things where you can just say like chemo and they automatically know like exactly you don't have to say too much you don't have to show too much they yep. know what you mean because they've been through that. Right. Uh, so that's right. the, you know, that's the beauty of community, even in the rough things that we go through. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And everybody out there, whoever's watching from my, my, as I call them, my brains. <laughs> thank you. Cause I have reached out to so many like, Oh, you know, this and that, like, how was your treatment? And yeah. if I have any questions, they're always down, especially Victoria, Victoria, shout out to Victoria. Mm -hmm. She's been, um a, a great and she's actually younger than me but she also went through uh breast cancer at 26 wow. i think she was yeah. yeah um and i've just kind of piggybacked yeah. off of her because i'm like uh, oh okay so that's yeah. how it goes and so they everybody has been super supportive uh, of that well before we go i want you to share something that you share with me today so you got a chance to kind of have like a pre-celebration prior to your surgery coming up yes you ended up heading to new york to go visit patria and to be with the yes. friends and there was something cool that happened for you there so let me tell tell the people so we can end on the celebratory oh. note yay <laughs> so so i went to visit my best friend in new york for memorial day weekend um just a little trip to distract myself from what's about to happen, yeah. meaning my surgery. Um, and we had a great time. Great time. She is the hostess with Listen. the mostest for real. She's going to make you feel um, amazing wherever you are. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. And so our my last day there was Tuesday. And we went. she got us tickets to go watch The View, the show. Mm -hmm. um, Whoopi Goldberg is for those of you that don't know. Um so we were there and behind the scenes, you know, when they go off to a commercial break, she calls over the, the lady that was kind of entertaining oh, us while the commercial yes. break. Yep. And she's like, you know, she was asking if there's any celebrations, which by the way, um, my friends out there, my family, my family probably already knows, but my IG friends, I'm going to celebrate everything this year. <laughs> like everything is a celebration. Correct. So when she said that out, Patty was quick to be like, oh, there's a celebration over here. So she called her over and um, I told her that I was a breast cancer survivor and the whole studio Aww. was clapping. Aww. They made me stand up and everybody was just super supportive. So uh, yeah, so it, 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 it meant a lot just to have even strangers, yeah. just the fact that I'm a breast cancer survivor, like show yeah. their love. So it was it was an awesome experience. Yeah, I'm so glad that you got that, you know, celebration, even in that, you know, big of an arena. It just feels good to know that, you know, you have some things to kind of just keep your mind and keep you celebrating going into yeah. the next steps next week. Yeah. And I will definitely, which you know, if I say this, I'll be keeping you in my prayers. I, and I will definitely be checking in on you. I, and I encourage those who are on this line, if you are praying people, Definitely keep Suhail in your prayers as well for next week and, and beyond for her recovery and even, you know, moving forward and beyond. 
Um, yes. Before we Great. close this out, is there anything else that you just want to say or share that you haven't had a chance to say? Even though you've been, girl, you have been thorough. This has been good. <laughs> I've learned a lot from you. Good. Well, I'm glad. And listen, this is obviously new to me. So every day I learn yeah. something new. Uh -huh. um, you know, even though I went through the process and everything, every day, like I said, I learn something new about it, about somebody else, yeah. you know, or from somebody yeah. else, like everything. This has been a journey, um, to say the least. It's been a struggle. It's been hard. Um, and not in a million years that I think, um, I always say this, I don't consider myself a strong, brave person. Never have. Um, but after this, I've, I've kind of, you know, I've just, I think kind of it just happened naturally, honestly. Like, it wasn't like... Um, I would do something, I don't know, to, to make me strong or make yeah. me brave. It just, every every day was different, and I was just doing step by step, day yeah. by day, and that got me through, and obviously, God, my faith in yeah. God, and, yeah. and, you know, leaning on him, like you said earlier, um, also helped, but just know that, you know, do your manual exams. Do them yourself in the shower. I know sometimes you know, we're all involved and maybe we're shaving our legs and shaving this and shaving that and we don't get time to do anything else. But I think that, that when I got it done, the GYN, I don't want to say she missed it, but I mean, it was a matter of, of a few months and that was like end of August, beginning of September and then December, I felt yeah. it. So it was probably already there. It was just growing. Right. At, you know, right. the months kept going by. Um, but yeah, just, I can't tell you enough, just get checked. Don't procrastinate, especially when it's things like this that, you know, your mammos, your, your um, pap smear, yeah. Yeah. like that. Those are very, because a physical, I mean, it is important, but, you know, there's just certain, right. like, reproductive system right. is, is things that you just, there's, and there's a lot of times where it is missed. So, you know, you, you also have to stay on top of it. Um, but again, thank you to everybody. Thank you to my friends. Thank you to my, my family, my family, <laughs> which is friends and family. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to you, Shani, Aww. your family, your mom. Oh, my gosh. I love her. Mama Love. Love you. Um, she was the sweet. Oh, my gosh. When I went to her up. It was just amazing. So it, it it really meant a lot. I mean, I know she's heard about me all these years, but, you know, just feeling the love in, in person yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. So your sister, your brother, I mean, he hits me up. Your whole family. They've been great. So, so glad. it really we, means a lot. We love you. You are an extension of our family Aww. via Patria because she is like a sister to Exactly. You. So yes, we're just glad same. that you are okay and that God is carrying you through this. And I just can't wait to see, you know, how things go for you from now to the end of the year when you get to the point where you hopefully are just a lot more settled. And this is not like yes. everyday part of your life in terms of treatments and, you know, pending surgery and those sorts of things. So I have right. no doubt that is going to be amazing for you. I am excited for you. I am so proud of you for being willing to share your story because, again, I know this was not your thing. Yes. But <laughs> you articulated everything so well and just shared oh, so And, again, like I said, I learned so much from you. And even knowing people that have gone through this before, there's not 
I, I, I haven't had a chance to get this in depth in what their process was like. So I'm, th I'm thankful right. that you're willing to share that. Um, uh, but we are going to close this up. Um, thank you to everyone who came on. I know there were so many comments that went through. And sometimes I try to stop and like read them, but I was like, I am not stopping. <laughs> in the middle of the story. I know. This I'm trying to so read too. But, <laughs> but there was a lot of support and so many people that were just cheering you on. So many people who said that they were praying for you. So thank you to everyone who's been doing that. I am going to go ahead and share this on my IG. I'm going to tag Suhail so she'll be able to share it on her um, feed too uh, immediately after this. And then in a week, so by Friday, I'll have it on YouTube, so she'll have the opportunity to share it with even more people and, you know, send it off and be able to, you know, share her story with whoever she'd like. Um, but the next one that I'll have is going to be the end of this month, June 26th, and it's going to be my lupus and infant loss story. Mm. Um, so that will be that one that I have coming up. And if there are anyone that's on this that, you know, wants to DM me and if you have a reproductive story that you'd like to share and be able to, you know, allow people to learn a little bit more about your challenges, your experience, what it's been like, please DM me. Um, I'm at Shanice Speaks now. And Suhail, I know that your account is more private. However, if you yeah. would like anyone to follow you in case there's someone who may be going through this or they know someone that's going through it and they want to maybe reach out and, you know, get some support, or ask more questions, let them know what your handle is too, just in case they want to be your friend. It's Suhail14. So just hit me up. I know, like Shani said, it is private, but um, I always got the DMs. Right, so right, I'm right, right. to get the DMs. Yep, so yep, yep. if you guys have any questions, like she said, if, you know, God forbid, it doesn't hit you personally or in your family. But just in case I am here to, you know, answer, support, whatever you guys need. Absolutely. Well, that is it, guys. Thank you all so much for being on here for so long on Thank this you. Sunday. It really means a lot for you to take your time out to care patria thank you for putting her uh, instagram handle in the, the notes as well oh, yeah um i know that it's sunday so hopefully you all are having some good sunday dinner wherever you are or i believe there is there a game tonight i think there there's a game tonight is. even though i know your students are out my people been out the warriors been out so it i is know it is. I, but I was, therefore go yeah. denver let's do it I, you know what as much as i would want to go for miami i am on the go denver tip because they've just had to wait for so long i'm all about the underdog, underdog. so so, right. you know, yes. go Denver. I hope that they are able to pull it through. That first game, they, they weren't messing around. They weren't. So. <laughs> no, it was. It was. So, let's see. Let's see how this one goes. We shall see. But love you, girly. We will love be Love you, touch. too, Shanine. Thank you and, so much. Um, I thank you, everyone. Have a great night. And definitely catch this on IG Live. And definitely be sure that you go to my YouTube at Shanice Speaks Now. And you'll be able to catch it there as well. Bye, you thank guys. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Suhail, thank you so much for sharing your story. You truly are the epitome of a survivor. We wish you all the best in your upcoming surgery and as you continue to heal and recover. And if you'd like to share your story live, remember you can email me directly at hishini at shinispeaksnow.com or DM me directly on Instagram. Didn't get a chance to watch? Well, you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts on Shanice Speaks Now, the podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to my channel. And remember, always keep the faith and let the Lord fight your battles.